but I want to ask you, what else are you missing out on? What about the FOMO of experiences and life and impact during our most healthy years? What about that FOMO? So hopefully I've given you guys a few things to think about, okay? Money, health, and time. When you're in your 20s, you have health and lots of time, but a little bit of money usually. <clears throat> when you're in your 30s and 40s, that's your prime money-making years. You have, you have more money. Uh, you have less time because you're using it uh, to dive into family and also uh, finan financial stuff, but your health is still there. Okay, so you have money and health, but not a lot of time. And now once you have, get up into retirement age, age, you have money and time, but not a lot of health. Let's try to optimize it in the middle, guys. Somewhere right around the time when you're starting to make that money, optimize while you're still healthy and while you have good money coming in, buy back that time, hire a team, sell the company, do whatever you need to do to start making the impact, enjoying life even more and not losing out on the opportunity to live your greatest life. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Carrot Cast. Now, the Carrot Cast, we're usually diving in doing interviews with amazing real estate investors, amazing real estate agents. Now, in these episodes, every Thursday, they're the Trevor Truck Talks, where you get to hear behind the scenes of the mindset shifts I'm going through as a CEO of one of the fastest growing companies in America and the mindset shifts you can take to run your business and win back your freedom as well. Let's dive into this episode. So I'm driving right now on Interstate 5 up in Oregon, just south of Portland right now, and uh, heading, actually heading to our first in-person company retreat in a year and a half, which is crazy. Uh, so before COVID, we'd always done in-person company retreats every six months, so every January and July. And uh, we started that probably two years into the business maybe three years. And the first company retreat that we had was like eight people. And we, and I thought that at that time, oh my gosh, there's so many people in this house. We rented this little tiny house uh, on the, it felt like a big house at the time, but on the Oregon coast, um, there was just eight of us or so. Man, one thing I'm really, really proud about is when I look at that, pretty much every single one of us eight are still with the company today, which is really, really cool. Um, but we rented a little house and you kind of pull away and you strategize and you get out of the daily work for a couple of days and you get people, uh, you know, focused in on the vision again, where are we going? And you celebrate some of the wins and you, uh, dive into some of the issues and struggles and map out some plans, get better alignment, build better relationship. And then you go on your way and that gives you energy for the next six months during COVID. We had to take him virtual, but, uh, now that things are unlocked, uh, we actually rented an entire hotel this amazing historic hotel up in Hood River, Oregon, overlooking the, the Columbia River. And Hood River is an, an awesome town where tons of cool companies are based out of. But uh, we went to the entire Columbia River Gorge Hotel, and it's going to be blessed. But um, the reason I'm, I'm recording this right now is one thing that I like to do on my drives, and, and I even thought about this. I, I thought about this on this drive and going, man, um, it feels like I haven't really had the margin uh, the mental margin, I haven't created the mental margin this past three, four, five months, especially this past year and a half, like, you know, during COVID uh, that I, that I normally would, because uh, even though I don't travel a lot for, for work, um, I would always use my travels as that, as that time for mental margin. I would use my drives, my flights as, as time to let my brain kind of go and wander and think about things and maybe listen to or read some things and, and really just let my brain where it wants to go. 
um, you know, go where it wants to go. Because when you're on the plane, uh, unless you pull up internet, which oftentimes the internet's really bad anyway, uh, you don't have all the distractions of Facebook or Instagram or things like that. And so you have three, four, five hours of uninterrupted time to really think. Uh, same thing on a drive to Portland. It's a three-hour drive. So I can turn on a podcast, um, but I'm really thoughtful on the type of podcast or type of thing I put on during this time. I'm putting on something that is not like marketing or business-based or anything. It's something that gets me, makes me thinking at a higher level. And so what I'm going to talk about on this one, this isn't technically a Trevor or this isn't a life truth because I haven't consolidated it into a life truth yet. It'll probably make it on my life truths list. But these are these thoughts are pretty fresh just based on some some thoughts I've been having in this drive. Um, so there's a guy named Naval Ravikant who I started following probably five, six years ago. He's a, a Silicon Valley venture capitalist. Um, he's you know, he's an author. Uh, he has a, a, a great podcast. I would, I would kind of call him a philosopher, an entrepreneur philosopher as well. And, um, and he, he has a lot of things that are very, he, he boils down complicated topics and makes them very, very simple. And so one thing I've been thinking about a lot, a lot the last couple of few years, and you guys have probably heard them on the podcast where I've talked about topics like when is the right time to transition out of daily work if you wanted to, um, how do you buy back more time? You talk about mini sabbaticals. You know, I've talked about um, the per- I've talked about purpose and making sure you build a business with purpose and passion. I've talked about all those things I've been thinking about myself, um, and especially for some reason, this past two, three, five, four, five, six months in the phase of the business that it, that it is difficult. Like I've said in, in recent podcasts, it's a difficult phase of the business. Okay, but just like anything, when you're working out or uh, right now, as of the time I'm recording this, the Olympics are going on, you do not get to the gold medal or the podium at all if things aren't hard. Like if you don't train hard and if you don't have times where you want to quit and if you don't have have times where it's excruciating and you're wondering why you put yourself through that punishment, you will not uh, you know, move towards greatness. You will not have a chance to get on the podium at the Olympics. You just won't. It just doesn't happen. Greatness doesn't happen without challenge. Greatness doesn't happen without you doing that. But but a question I have for you is this: is uh, when you look at the last Olympics, Michael Phelps, you know he uh, his entire life was focused in on reaching this goal, becoming the most uh, decorated Olympian in history, and he became that person. Um, at least in U.S. history, I don't know if it's total history. He became that person. He reached his pinnacle. But what happened is I remember seeing an interview where he talked about it and said, uh, yes, I've achieved amazing things. But after that, he had this massive depression that started to sink in because his purpose went away because he'd been working so hard through all those years, through his teens, his 20s. I think he's probably nearing 30 or in his early 30s or mid 30s by now um, that he did say while he was accomplished that those years weren't all that happy that looking back he wasn't all that happy because he was so focused and so dedicated and every every ounce of his time was accounted for for this dream and for this goal and on this podcast with naval today 
uh, he was talking about happiness. And it was 45 minutes of little snippets um, that uh, came from podcasts, from Twitter, uh, you know, uh, posts he's made, things like that. And he talked about this concept that I've heard it before, but the way that he just said it, or maybe the timing for me, it just really hit. And I literally pulled over to the side of the road, took out, I always in my truck, I always keep these uh, colorful sticky notes and a pen. And I literally pulled to the side and I've got three sticky notes sticking on my dashboard right now, drawing these concepts out that I was hearing uh, and putting them into a framework that I can understand that I can hopefully teach as well. And I'm probably going to teach this as I think about it more and more over the coming couple of weeks at the Investor Fuel Mastermind event uh, with Mike Hambright and 100 plus other top investors in the country. I'm probably going to teach it there. Uh, just some of my thoughts, I'm going through it. But here, here's, here's what it is essentially. Um, what Naval says is, is he says most people when they when they think about happiness, they they think about joy, right? When you think about are you happy or are you not, I think people uh, usually have the picture of someone smiling, i.e., they're joyful, right? Um, and joy and happiness are different. Uh, joy and happiness are different things. Happiness is is kind of like. Um, anybody can be happy in the moment for sure. Joy is kind of more this ever present thing. It's just the way it's, it's your, it's your state of being. I, I'm just, I'm in joy. I, I, I am joyful. Uh, you can be happy when someone gives you a discount at McDonald's or they slip in an extra nugget, right? That makes you happy. Okay. But that's not joy usually. Um, but what Naval said is he said he used to think happiness was uh, and joy were the same thing um, or very similar. He says, he says what he feels now is happiness is more like peace. He said when you're, pe when you're in peace, um, he said that's when he's the most happy. Um, when you're in peace, it means you... What, what were the words that he, he put it? It's, it's when you're in peace, when you're, feeling, when you're feeling peaceful, you don't have a need or a want for anything. Basically, uh, there's nothing that you desire that you currently lack, okay? Having peace is the lack of desire for something you don't have. Now think about that. Having peace is the lack of desire for something you don't have. Meaning you're in the state that you currently are in, everything is fine. The state that you currently are in, things are good, things are the way that you want them to be. When you're out of peace or when you have angst or when you have stress, uh, it's usually because there's a desire that you have that is not fulfilled. There's a desire that you have that is not true right now. The desire could be that you want more time and you don't have it right now. The desire could be that you want more income and you don't have it right now. The desire could be that a relationship started to go sour and you wished that something uh, were changed or that you didn't do something or some, that other person didn't do something. You wish that something would be different than it currently is. And I really like the way he described that. And what, what hit me the most is when he, when he started to talk about it and he went further with it. And he said... He said, there's a, a dichotomy with entrepreneurs, especially where we get really, really focused on achievement in our early years, right? So when we're young, when we're young, we tend, we usually don't have money, right? Um, we have a lot of time. Uh, okay. So we, we have time. We can go figure things out. We probably don't have families when we're in, you know, 20, 22, 23, 25, some of, some of us around 30, um, we have little money, we have good health, and we have a lot of time. 
Okay. And so if you kind of look at this like a Venn diagram, a Venn di diagram is those three circles together where they kind of meet and there's like the perfect um, flow of everything meeting in one in, in the middle. If you, if you are in all three, if you're only uh, in, in two of them, you know, then you're missing one of the pieces. And so if you're younger, you likely have health and time, but likely don't have money. So you're working your butt off and you end up filling that time with work or with obligations or family or things like that. Uh, and then as you grow, getting close to your 30s, into your 30s, usually and into your 40s, that's where uh, most people who become achieved and do really, really well, start to have more money, but now they have less time. Their health is still there in general, right? Unless it's stress-induced, but your health is probably still there if you're in your late 20s, 30s, early 40s, maybe even mid to, mid 40s to 50s. Uh, likely your health is there. Um, you probably have good money now potentially, um, but you don't have as much time because you ended up trading that time uh, for money and you're earning good money but you don't have the time to spend it or you're always feeling like you're you're pulled pushed and pulled for time you might be stressed because you want to spend more time with family but but work and achievement is dominating it okay your kids might be asking you know dad or mom uh, why do you spend so much time at work well i'm doing this for you but then the question is really really are we right but then once we start to get older, you know, I'm not going to really put an age on this because the older I get, I'm not quite 40, but I'm almost 40. The older I get, the younger I realize all those ages are. But let's say older is whatever you consider older, like let's say the traditional retirement age, okay, around the 60s. Um, so let's say that the traditional retirement age, you have money at that point probably. You have time at that point, but you don't have your health the same way. Like the optimal health is not there. And everything is backwards as far as what, may, what most of society uh, uh, focuses on and, and where they actually live their life is, you know, you're working your ass off in your late 20s, 30s and into your 40s, possibly even into your 50s um, to make money so you can then someday buy back that time. Uh, but the problem is your health is not optimal and you can't enjoy it possibly quite as well because the health isn't there. So the question is, when is the optimal time? When is the optimal time when you have money to buy back your time while you're still healthy? When's the optimal time? And the question is, how do you know when to get off of that income hamster wheel or the work hamster wheel anyway? How do you know when to get off of it? When you have enough money to do that, when you have enough money to where you can feel peaceful, because you don't have a want or desire anymore. What is that dollar amount? I don't know. It depends on what you want to do. But I can tell you I'm, I'm far beyond mine right now, but I'm still working a lot, right? And so it does, it does get you asking questions sometimes. And so if you are working a lot and you have plenty of money or you could sell your business or whatever it is, or you have real estate that's paying for, you know, whatever, and you're not buying back your time and you're still slaving away, working 30, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, uh, oftentimes doing things you don't want to do and you're pulling it away from experiences you could be having or your family or friends or whatever, then the one question that would come up to me is, well, shoot, if you're, if you're, if you're in your late 20s, 30s, 40s, you have the money, you're like, man, I finally made it financially, I've got that, okay? I've still got my health, but if, if I keep at this work pace, I won't have it for long, right? Um, and you, maybe you don't have your health. Maybe you've been working your butt off so hard, you're not working out, you're not eating healthy. If that's the case, this is a bigger wake-up call for you. 
right? If you have optimal money, but no time and no health guys, you need to be spending that money to buy back your time and, and buy your health again. That's the worst of all scenarios. The worst of every single scenario of all of these is having, an, is having really, really good income, having money, but no time to use it because you're working your ass off and your health is going downhill. You're not working out. You're not eating healthy. Uh, you don't have relationships or strong relationships. That's the worst of everything because now we're chasing an idol. We're chasing achievement for achievement's sake. We're chasing dollar signs because a bigger dollar must be better than the, a lower dollar amount, right? We're chasing ego. Hey, I went to this mastermind and these people are doing better than me and I don't want to show up next time not having grown. And so I want to ask all of us, I'm asking myself this too, right? It's like, what's important? Is it important on, on what those people at the mastermind think about me and whether my income is growing or my income is bigger or smaller? You know what? I can guarantee you the people at the masterminds that people look up to the most are not the ones with the most money because I've been in masterminds before where these people are insanely rich, but you're like, I don't want that life. I don't actually look up to them at all. I, I, I look up to them. I, I, I admire that they figured out the, the game of finances, man, but I don't want their life. I don't look up to them. I don't want to be them. I don't want to emulate them. But I also know people who are doing really well financially, maybe not the biggest one in the room, but you just around, or you're around them and, and they just light up the room, right? You can tell that they have life. You can tell that they have margin in their life to enjoy it. You can tell that they've created it. They've been intentional to say enough money is enough money. And now I'm going to go buy back that time. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to have a good, healthy day. I'm going to spend a lot of time with my family and my friends. I'm going to have hobbies. I'm going to give back. Those are the people that I admire the most, not the one with the biggest bank account. And so what, what are we all going for? What are you going for? You know, what is your number? Do you have a number? Is that number really the number? Like what does, what, what, what does that number signify? Maybe a million dollars would do everything you possibly would need to have it do uh, so you can buy back your, your health and buy back your time. And in this finite space in our lives, in that you know tw late 20s, if you're lucky, if you nailed financial stuff earlier, but 30s probably into your 40s, that 20 year time span, that time span, if we've nailed some of the business stuff, is the primo time span. That's probably when our health is the best. That's probably when we're, we're in our prime earning years is in the 30s and 40s, okay? And that's also uh, the time when we should be buying back our time so we can go do those things while we're healthy instead of waiting until we're in later years when we're still gonna enjoy it but possibly not quite as much because the health is there. Maybe we, don't, we only won't even get there because we worked our butts off so hard and our health is gone. Uh, we, had, we had a guy come up to a carrot camp and he's Brady. And Brady, if you're listening to this man, shout out to you. Uh, this was so cool because th this is just a really, really good example of this topic. Brady rolls into carrot camp and, um, and just a completely, completely wavelength than, than the other campers in a good way. It was really cool. And uh, the other campers, you know, achievement, achievement, really focusing in on it. But we really break people of that pretty, pretty soon and really focus on what's what's important pretty soon in care camp. People walk out completely changed, which is awesome. 
Um, but Brady goes up in front of everyone. And he says, hey, guys, I'm probably at a different spot than many of you guys. There's people up there. Literally, one of the guys, Chris, hey, I, I had my first seven-figure net year, right? Had his first million-dollar net net profit year. Uh, these other ones, $100,000 months and all kinds of stuff, right? Um, and he, Brady goes up there and said, I'm, I'm at a different spot than you guys are. Many of you guys are crushing it right now financially. And he said, I'm kind of the opposite of that. He said, I did pretty good financially a decade ago or so. Uh, family was in real estate. I got into real estate and did some things. I've got some rental properties, some Airbnbs. Um, and he said he made some really good money, but he's a big outdoors guy. He loves mountain biking, loves all that kind of stuff. And he said, uh, the thing that I wanted to do in my life was not spend my prime years in my life working my ass off. So he worked his butt off in his early 20s to make some money. I don't know how much, but enough. And he said, I'm taking the decade off. Guys, I'm taking the decade off. And he did. He pretty much took the decade off of like real uh, focused work. Now, did he work? I'm sure he worked. I'm sure he worked. He he had some sort of an income coming in, but it wasn't like achieve, 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 achieve. It was literally live, 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 live. And he went and mountain biked all over the place and he bought a Sprinter travel van. And he just, that, he, that was life. Like he went out there and built relationship and got deep with people and, and traveled and experienced things. And now he, he did that for a decade. And now he came back to care camp because he's like, hey, you know what? Now I want to spend about the next three to five years building up that stockpile again. He goes, I feel like I, I'm needing to get back into it now and build up those finances for the next phase of my life. And he is, he's got a plan. He's going to hit it hard the next three to five years. And he said, after that, uh, three to five years, once he hits a number again, he's taking the next decade off. Guys, that sounds pretty darn cool, right? I mean, it's, it's also complete opposite of what others are doing because he doesn't care what society thinks. And here's the deal, guys. Yes, is that different? Heck yes, it is. But different's not bad because I can guarantee you so many people at Carrot Camp, when he was up there talking about it, they were envious of it. They're like, oh man, kind of feels like he's got something figured out. Maybe my bigger number in my bank account isn't what's most important. Maybe that's not it. Maybe I need to be trading time for dollars a little bit better or the other way around, dollars for time. Maybe I need to be trading dollars for time a little bit better than I am. I can't take my can't take my money to the bank or, or to 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 the you know uh, can't take my money to the next life with me. So what am I doing it for? And so what I want to ask you guys is this: is where are you currently in your life in your situation? If you are in the spot where you're in your 30s or 40s, let's say, and you've done pretty darn well financially, okay, and you're healthy maybe right now is the time you really need to be pulling back and saying, I'm going to use some of this money to buy back a ton of my time. And I'm going to live, I'm going to live my max life this next decade, this next 20 years, this next 10 years, this next five years, whatever it is. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot. You know, I'm, I'm doing very well financially. Um, and I've, it, it, you know, it's something where I, I have done a lot of thinking of the last year or two on, on, you know, what role does, business uh, play in my overall life. And here, here's, here's the one caveat that I'm going to give y'all. The one caveat that I'm going to give to um, taking and trading uh, dollars for time is this, is you can trade time. You, you can go after and optimize for, for money. You can optimize for freedom. 
or you can optimize for impact. You can optimize for money, freedom, or impact. When you optimize for money and finances, it's going to take away some of your freedom, okay? And it's going to take away some of your ability to make an impact. Now, why is that? It doesn't mean you can't have freedom. and It doesn't mean you, you, won't, you won't make an impact. There's going to be people on the other end of this podcast who are going to say, Trevor, you can have them all. You can have money, impact, and freedom. You can. I'm saying if you hyper-optimize for one of these, uh, the, the whole thing is going to get pulled in the direction of finances, which means you're going to dive in and work, 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 work because you're optimizing for finances and you're, you're not going to be carving out the time uh, to go make the impact the way that you could. Now let's flip it around. Let's say you wanted to make an impact. Let's say you've made some really good money and you didn't have a lot of time because you spent it all focused on business. And now you're like, you know what? I'm not really going to buy back a lot of my time. I'm going to buy back a little. But uh, what I really want to do is make an impact. Amazing. Go do that then. So let's say now you're going to heavily weight and optimize your life towards impact. What does that mean? Well, is there a charity that you're going to dive into? Is there something you're going to start? Uh, you're going to start a mentoring program and you're going to do that. Are you going to be, are you going to focus on being a, a father or mother to your kids? The best one over the next 10 years and, and, you know, from their, from the ages of eight to 18, you know, maybe that's the impact you're going to make, you know, whatever it is, maybe you're going to write the book. Maybe you're going to do whatever, like it doesn't matter what, whatever the impact is that you feel is. Um, worthy, uh, fires you up, and and really you know, hits you in that purpose, uh, hits you in that purpose bone. Now I see you want to optimize for freedom though, okay? If you want to optimize for freedom, that's kind of like the, the four-hour work week, right? That's where uh, you're not going to be able to build the biggest business in the world if you optimize for freedom fully, unless, 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 unless you work your butt off, optimize your finances, uh, build some finances and then go hire an operator, hire a CEO for your business who can run it amazingly well. You pay them well to do it. You buy back your freedom now, but you're not optimizing fully for finances because you're having to pay that CEO really, really well. And and likely if you were to run it yourself, you could potentially uh, grow the finances better. So could the finances be amazing? Yes. And they might be the best thing in the world. And maybe you couldn't grow it that well. Okay. Maybe that is optimizing for finances by hiring someone and you're getting back your freedom. Okay. But that's the caveat to that is in order to do that, you have to hire someone who runs the company for you, grows it, you incentivize them and you're the owner versus the uh, business operator. Okay. So if you want to optimize for freedom, you're probably not going to be having as much time for impact then. Cause when you have impact, you have obligation, right? If you're going to go out there and make an impact, it doesn't mean that you're out there just willy nilly, uh, sipping pina coladas on the beach. It means you are, you are doing something and you have obligations, uh, that are helping you to make the impact. It could be obligations to the charity. It could be obligations to writing the book. It could be obligations for whatever. So once again, it's not a all or nothing. It's not, you're optimizing for one of these and therefore you can't have the other two. You can. What I'm saying is when you fully optimize for one, the other two shrink down. Uh, so that's the key in life is, is in seasons of our lives, asking ourselves those questions. So circling all the way back and I'm gonna finish up this podcast with this, is I wanna ask you, I wanna, I wanna ask you this right now. If you're in your 20s, and you're just starting to have things hit financially and maybe you haven't hit your number yet and you're still healthy, cool, keep cranking on that. 
keep cranking on that as long as you're happy doing it. As long as you are buying back some of your time to be healthy and work out and have in building relationship and things like that. Okay. Now let's say you're in your thirties and you have started to see some real success and maybe possibly, maybe, maybe, maybe you've even hit uh, all or some of your big financial goals. Um, for me, that didn't happen until I was like, my late 30s, you know, the back part of my 30s, okay? So when, once that started to happen, then you need to ask yourself, okay, well, why am I doing this? Am I growing the finances more and more and more so something can happen? So I can be in a spot where I can hire a CEO to run this, and I can buy back my time at this time, or uh, I'm gonna grow it this much because the impact that I wanna make truly requires the thing to grow that much. Elon Musk, Great example. He is not optimized for freedom at all. Okay. He's not even optimizing for finances. And I know that sounds crazy. He's not optimizing finances, guys. He's optimizing for impact. He is optimizing for impact. He wants to save the world, right? Uh, in a couple different ways. He's like, we need to be a multi-planetary species and I'm going to be the guy to do that. And we need to get, get the world off of fossil fuels. And I'm going to be the guy to do that. So his time is gone. He's hyper-optimizing towards impact, and the vehicle to make the impact happens to require a lot of capital, so therefore, he's built multiple vehicles that give a lot of capital. You guys see where this is going? So in order to optimize for impact, you probably have to have some sort of vehicle that gives you money so you can have the time to do so and focus on that impact. But if you're in your 30s, y'all, and you've done really well financially, you don't have this big, huge, like world-saving impact thing that you're going after, I want to ask you, what is the number? When do you stop? When do you stop and optimize for freedom and potentially impact while you're still healthy, while you can, while you're able-bodied? Like Brady, you can go out there and enjoy the things. You can always work later, but there's a point of diminishing returns financially where we start to... Uh, start to chase things, not because we want them, but because society says that we should have them or society says it's weird to stop something that's cranking and working really well or FOMO. You have the fear of missing out on accomplishing something. But I want to ask you, what else are you missing out on? What about the FOMO of experiences and life and impact during our most healthy years? What about that FOMO? What about that FOMO? So hopefully I've given you guys a few things to think about, okay? Money, health, and time. When you're in your 20s, you have a, you're in your 20s and, and, and below, you have health and lots of time, but a little bit of money usually. <clears throat> when you're in your 30s and 40s, that's your prime money-making years. You have, you have more money. Uh, you have less time because you're using it uh, to dive into family and also uh, finan financial stuff, but your health is still there, okay? So you have money and health, but not a lot of time. And now once you have, get up into retirement age, age, you have money and time, but not a lot of health. Let's try to optimize it in the middle, guys. Somewhere right around the time when you're starting to make that money, optimize while you're still healthy and while you have good money coming in, buy back that time, hire a team, sell the company, do whatever you need to do to start making the impact, enjoying life even more and not losing out on the opportunity to live your greatest life. All right, guys, have an amazing, amazing rest of the week. Hit me up on Instagram if you like this episode. 
trevor.mock, that's M-A-U-C-H, on IG. That's where I document <clears throat> everything, document behind the scenes of this company retreat uh, that I'm going through right now and all kinds of stuff. So follow me over there, guys, trevor.mock. <clears throat> and one last thing, energy audit. Go to carrot.com forward slash energy, carrot.com forward slash energy. That's going to give you my energy audit that I take every single week, every single quarter to buy back more of my time and make sure that I'm focusing on the things that give me the most energy. All right, guys, give me a rating and review over there on Apple Podcasts. Did you like this? Is this impacting your life? Are you getting your money's worth on this podcast? Uh, and hopefully I'm changing your perspective, changing your life so you can go out there and build a business of freedom and impact. And we're going to help you grow the finances side of it on the, along the way. Guys, have an amazing, amazing rest of the week.